Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Mass Degree Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words. Shaping thoughts, building minds. True wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Welcome. Hello. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and this is the Art and Entertainment Edition of Christmas in July. Now, today we have a special guest, David Chance, formerly of Rough Ends, who is now the CEO of Chance Music Group. David will be our special guest today, and we will focus on the independent artist industry. So, again, this is Christmas in July, and we are talking about planning to profit for the holiday season. And this is our special annual B2B series, meaning business to business. So as an entrepreneur... Today is an artist. An artist is a business unto themselves. So our first goal is for you to think of yourself as a business. And then once you think of yourself as a business, to behave as a business. One of the core um, items in your business, of course, is marketing. Your business plan and marketing yourself and marketing your business. We do know people purchase more during the holiday season. We do understand that in retail, generally the holiday season is where the greatest profit is made. 84% of profit is made during the holiday season for most retailers. Will you be ready to profit? Are you planning to profit or are you going to just wing it as it comes? Or do you have a strategic plan to capitalize on the unique opportunities that occur and happen with the holiday season? So this is the question we are asking you as an artist, an independent artist, an independent label, as managers, how are you planning to capitalize from the holiday season? Do you have recorded music? If you have recorded music, albums, anything, what are you planning to do where you can move additional product during the holiday season? What partnerships have you made? What collaborations that will help you move more product? For performances, are you booking? A lot of people are starting to book for 2013. Have you gotten yourself in line for the holiday season when people are going out, when they, they are entertaining? And it's even easier to sell your music when you do shows. It's easier to sell out shows because people definitely like to go out during the holiday season. Have you even considered coordinating, connecting yourself as a manager with offices that are hosting holiday parties? 
They may look for live entertainment. I mean, what plans have you, do you have in line, again, to capitalize on the unique opportunities that are available and at a season where people spend money and plan to spend money? Are you going to be part of their plans? But that's the question that we ask this holiday season here on Christmas in July. And a real interesting fact I like to share with everyone, and you will see it in a workbook. We have a wonderful workbook, and a workbook will be ready tomorrow for download. So I just uh, um, just suggest everyone, if you would like the workbook, and I'm going to open up the chat room right now. We're going to open up the chat room. If you would like the workbook, what all you need to do is to call in to, um, I'm sorry, just email, do business, D-O-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S, do business at Taylor Adams, T-A-Y-L-O-R-A-D-A-M-S, the number 4-M-E.com. So that's Taylor Adams for me. So just email do business at Taylor Adams for me and you know, give your name and your email so I can send you the book and it'd be great to also include your Facebook or Twitter and we will email you the workbook. And this is viable. It will be available for thirty days as complimentary gift for those who listen to the show. After that, you will also be able to acquire it, but at a fee. So, um, again, in that book, what I just noticed this week is Target. Target sent out an ad on Monday, Cyber Monday, Summer Cyber Monday. Now, Friday, I have a copy of the ad that just said Black Friday. So today is July 25th, Christmas in July. It's the 25th of the month. So they're saying Monday was Cyber Monday, and the Friday before Monday, which was Monday was the 23rd, I mean Friday the 20th, they were saying Friday the 20th was the Black Friday. So they were saying Black Friday was July 20th and declared Monday, July 23rd is Summer Cyber Monday, and today is the 25th of the month. So that is very interesting, and just um, a tidbit of business, um, a tidbit of information for you. So, again, they are already, and it's just July, but they are marketing the holiday season at this time. So, all of those, they already have it out there. They want to be in people's mind when they do their shopping. 38% of online shoppers will start September 1st. So there's some work to do, but it's very doable. And the earlier we plan, the better we will do. And you can continuously do better. So what we're going to do right now is we are also in search of they're also in search of some great Christmas music. And um, then what we are going to do, we're going to give David a call. And 
call him. So as we get a hold of his number, we're also going to look out for some Christmas music, which I actually thought we were looking for. <laughs> um, okay, which we definitely did. Um, and we're going to play some holiday songs. Now, one thing I do want to share with you, we're going to be following our outline today. And our outline, we're first going to be talking about what will you sell. That's the first question we want to ask you. What are you going to sell? You're going to sell the same thing, especially as an artist. What are you going to be doing during the holiday season? Label, what's going to be happening according to your schedule at the time of the holiday? Will your artists or artists, will you... Are you planning to release at that time? Will you be in a studio at that time? Right now, what do you anticipate to be happening during the holiday season? Now, based on that, that's basically what you're going to be selling. Whatever you're going to be selling is going to be around that. So you want to look at what are you going to sell during the holiday season? How do you market yourself? You know, there are a lot of events during the holiday season. So you want to look at all kind of opportunities to push your music, to create additional shows, and other opportunities that additional for to add, you know, additional streams of revenue during the holiday season. So, um so that's the first thing that we're going to look at. And then based off of what you sell, there's an issue called inventory. <laughs> what What is your inventory? And what is your inventory going to be? So based off of your inventory, what um, do you need? I mean, how many are you going to need and when are you going to need to order it by? How long does it take? What are the costs? And... When is the best time to order in order to get the best price? We do know for a fact that if you take a long time to order, and welcome to our guests in the chat room, everyone out in the chat room, a welcome to you. But we do know when it comes time to order, you need time to get your order in, you need enough income to purchase your order, and you want to do it at quantity when you get the best deals. And whatever part of the industry you're in, prices go up during the holiday time. I know they say they have a lot of sales, but typically, basically, is you raise the price and then you put it on sale. And a lot of times, the sale could be equal to the original retail price that the item was during the year. So you want to get in really while the sale is going on, while they're working to get rid of inventory, and while it's slow because... Once the speed picks up and people are holiday time and they get extremely busy, it takes longer to get orders out and to get them processed. So you don't want to get caught up in that, and you're losing time waiting on shipments, and you're losing time when people are buying. It's critical. From, you know, let's say online shoppers are starting, 38% of online shoppers are starting September the 1st. By Black Friday, every day people are shopping and spending money. You need to make sure that your product, your music, every whether your service, whatever you have, your artists, you need to make sure that 
they are on people's list. You know what? I need to pick this up as a gift. I don't get so-and-so music as a gift. I'm making sure I'm going to this show. This is what I'm doing for my holidays. They need to be already part of the plan by the time um, Black Friday hits and people are spending, spending, spending. So what we're going to do right now, real quick, we're going to call David, see if we can get him on the line and get this party started. Because David is going to talk to us more. Um, like I said, he is the CEO of Chance Music Group and former member of Rough Ends. So he is a platinum recording artist who has started his own music company. In this entire group, they do production. They do. Um, they have extensive catalogs. They do placement, production, voiceover work. So there are plenty of things that definitely do for you and definitely um, are great opportunities. Hello? Hello? Okay, we've made the call, and um, it's open, but I'm not hearing anything. Hello? Okay, that dropped. For some reason, we could not be heard. So we're going to try this one more time. Let me try this another way. So as I try this another way, we are going to give you some nice music to listen to. As we try this, here's some... We'll do a little hold it now and bring it up to beat up a little bit. This is Hezekiah, Petey Crack, Two-Faced Chris, and um, featuring also Mr. Sonny James. And this is Hold It Now. One, two. This ain't for everybody, but it's for you. Love is a matter of chemistry. Well, I ain't no chemist, ain't no hunger. 
that was holding now, again featuring Hezekiah, Petey, Craig, Two-Face, Mr. Sonny James, and more. Um, we are still waiting on David Chance. He did have a 12 o'clock meeting, so he may be running a little late. Um, also, we're work, waiting on Tamika Newhouse, and she is the CEO of African Americans on the Move Enterprise because there's a book club, resource center, everything. So for our writers, we have something extra special for you. Now, at this time, okay, shout out to Team Green also. Team Green, special shout out to you in the chat room. Now, we, um, as I stated, looking at um, the outline. Why don't you consider what you're going to be selling and the type of things artists to sell as far as our writers. Books, do you have existing inventory or do you plan to be releasing any inventory? Now, if you are not necessarily planning on releasing inventory and you want to do a real rush to get inventory together for the holiday season, something new out, I would probably suggest to not spend your money that way. And if you have existing inventory that you haven't moved, I will look at getting getting rid of that inventory, using the holiday time to get rid of that inventory, and at the same time preparing people for the new book. So plan and launch, but you get rid of your old inventory, prepare people for the new um, book coming out, even at the point of taking pre-orders and everything, that it may be by February you're releasing something new, but you use the whole holiday season to get rid of all access, excess inventory, anything there that you deplete your inventory, so nothing sitting around, and at the same time you are preparing people for your new release. So you've gotten rid of your old you're preparing everyone for the new release, and you're also getting your pre-orders to help fund the new release. So, um, because it's already the end of July, so strategically, I would definitely consider that if you're not already in a process of releasing something new. And that's the same for visual artists. If you have inventory sitting right now, use the holiday time to strategize to get rid of inventory. Get rid of any existing inventory you have and prepare people for new inventory. So that's data mining, which is going to be key. Now, um, that's, again, looking at what you will sell. And, again, you need to look at your quantity. Since people are purchasing more, it's heavier. Are you going to have enough quantity to subsidize the demand? Where people are going to you sell out, people are looking to buy things from you, you're just sitting there and you can be losing money. Take this time now to evaluate so that you can have enough inventory to ride the wave. Now, it's a short time, but it is six solid weeks of buying. And so you have from Black Friday through the end of the year. Because after Christmas, people, a lot of people get money, then they go shopping then. And then there is the season, um, Roger Madison was our guest last week. We were talking about advertising, and he has new market deals. And I asked him, you know, 
they they get they sell unique quality um African American items or items from African American business owners. So um just for example, we just got finished listening to Hezekiah. Hezekiah has two of his classic albums, I Predict a Riot, which is a classic Hezekiah. And this is a newer release, but it's conscious porn. And um the conscious porn marked a certain period in his career. You know, defined a certain moment in his career. So he has, I predict a riot, probably his most popular, and conscious porn. Those two he has on vinyl. Those would be great items to sell via the Isania market deals. This is for high quality, unique items um, African Americans sell. So this would be ideal, you know, to sell vinyl. And to drop inventory via that. Now, of, um, it is a discount deal. So what you do, you offer people special deals, certain amount of quantity. But again, this is a way not to just make sales, but to gain new leads and customers. So you have an item. Okay, is retail? Say if you retail it at twenty, and on a Isania market deal, you're going to offer 50% off, but there's only going to be a quantity of 50 that you're going to let go. So that's $500 in your pocket. Your costs are more than covered. Or if it's $25 is the retail, and you're getting twelve fifty, your costs are covered. You've gotten a lot of advertisement and promotions out of this. So for you to get those 50 sales, that means um, five to 10,000 people are reached. That's all what you have. And just to let you know, some um, music artists sometimes is real good. It's definitely good to be in a place where they're music lovers. But music lovers are all over. Music lovers just aren't at record stores. Music lovers just aren't, you know, on Amazon. Music lovers just aren't um, in iTunes. They're all over the place. So, you know, one real good strategy is to be in a place, other places that music lovers attend, but you don't have as much competition for on the field because there's not necessarily a whole lot of music where they are, but they are music lovers. So therefore, your music would stand out. But on a platform such as Isania Market Deals, and you just go to Isania Market. I'm going to put that in the chat room. You just go to IsaniaMarket.com, and you can sign up as a consumer free for businesses if you're looking to sell. You go to Get Featured. There is no cost to enter in. It's just a percentage on the back end. So um, there is no cost to, no upfront cost. It's just based off of whatever you sell. So I would, you know, suggest, you know, make it unique. A regular CD may not necessarily stand out. Unless it's maybe, you know, some unique jazz. Um, special Christmas music. Um, it's the holiday times. If you have really good Christmas music, if it's new. Um, if you're, you know, republishing. If you're doing remakes. 
that may be great, you know. Um, but look at those opportunities. There you want to stand out, but it is unique items. So if it's something real common, um, that probably won't work well. And probably regular, you know, um, like Little Wayne style hip hop wouldn't work on that platform because that market really, um, that wouldn't be your market. So that's a whole nother thing, deciding what you would sell. And I do like to ask artists this, do you really know your target audience? Can you define those people? And if you're defining them, how did you come about it? Did you just say, well, these are my people, and then you found the general demographics and description to go with it? Or did you actually research and realize, based off the people who buy my music, this is what I've ascertained from those people, and this is, you know, who I find are listening to my music and purchasing my music or spoken word or, you know, as a recording artist. Do you actually know your market? So um, in that light, as, as I stated, we looked at the um, what you will sell, inventory, make sure you make your deadlines. You know, printers, anything you're dealing with printers, you need to get your print order in and out in October. You know, really, any anything after October, and I'm t- really the beginning of October, within the first two weeks of October, because after that, calendars are out by November. So, honestly, the prom season for, like, if you want a calendars printing, most of those people orders are in, in July. July, August, those orders go in so that they can have them back and on the shelves by November. But if there are other items you're getting printed on, you want to get your best deals, you want to get them in by October. And um, just evaluate your market. Make sure you know what your deadlines are because you want to get your best deals at the best price so you can get the best profit. Secondly is your website and your administrative systems. Are they ready? Are they in line? What do you need to do to get them ready for a heavier workload? Is your website where it needs to be? I would probably say as independent artists and labels, the biggest thing, are you capturing data? When people come to your website, do you have a way for them to encourage them to immediately sign up? So, like, you just don't just have numbers, your analytics about how many people came by and when and all. You have a way to actually get back in touch with them. You know, data mining, that's real. Now we can talk. And the more we have a conversation and talk, the bigger chance I have at converting you to a customer. So um, are you capturing data? And um, even if everyone doesn't buy, you want to be able to get the information because they're at least interested enough to have gone there. So you want to make sure that your website, and that is not just on your website. If you are retail, brick and mortar, point of sales, I mean, do you have a way, again, to capture information from your people? Or are people just coming and going and you're hoping they come back again? You can do giveaway, raffles, different things for people to put their business cards in or fill out a card so that you can create a mailing list. And these are the things you really want to focus on now so that you can start getting in front of these people during the holiday season and not hoping they just come back in your store. 
and, you know, much better chance for an upsell if you can have an ongoing relationship with them. So you definitely want to look at your websites, your administrative systems. Do you, are you going to need more personnel? Will You know, if, if you work by yourself, will you be enough? Are you going to need more people? Are you going to need more help? And if the case you're going to need more help, what is how much of that help going to cost? So you need to make sure that it's factored into your pricing when you do your pricing and structures. And then, you know, exactly what do you want the help to do? Where do you need it? Plan it out. You know, write it out. Make, make sure that at that time information and everything is flowing well because that's not a time when you have your busiest season that you need to realize that systems aren't working well and you're coming back working on things you don't really need to work on. Find out, if my system were to crash, what would I do? Is it say I got a whole lot of sales in and all this traffic coming and my, it were to crash, what would I do? So in order to find that out, who's hosting your system? Where's your website being hosted? Call them email them and find out what's the process or procedure. This way you have that information ahead of time. If something does happen, you can get it resolved quickly. And um, so that's our second section. Se- section one is what will you sell. Section two is getting your website and administrative systems ready for the heavier traffic and workload. A third section, which is the key section, is your campaign. Your campaign, that's, you know, that's your sales. That's your campaign. That's your promotions that you're getting out there. How do you get them out there? And, again, a reason why campaign is third, because we don't know what the campaign is until we know what you're selling. Once we know what you're selling, we have things from keywords. You know, what are the keywords that work best? And then you want to incorporate those keywords throughout the website. You want to incorporate those keywords and everything that you're selling. You want to um, incorporate those in everything that you're writing. So whether it's online, offline content, you want those keywords just incorporated in as many places as possible so that when people search for you, they'll be using those terms. When those t- people use those terms, you come up. Within, the, I prefer to come up in the top ten, but definitely you want a top twenty. Normally, they say the top three pages, but I generally, I know myself, I really go beyond two pages. And so, if you can be in the top two pages, the better. So, how do you get yourself there? You know, but your um, campaign, you want to look at content. And when you do a campaign, keep it single focus. Don't have five different areas of focus. Focus it in one thing. You just do different campaigns. If you got multiple products, multiple services, do one campaign per. Have landing pages for those campaigns. And it's a single focus. And when a person leaves the landing page to go into your website, don't send them to the general website. Send them specifically where they want to go. Because if you put up a landing page, Someone went from whatever your trigger was and went to the landing page. Then they left the landing page to learn more or to buy. They shouldn't have to search around once they do that because once they've done that, 
you've already got them there that far. This person is basically committed to doing something or doing business with you. And so you want to make sure you keep it simple, grace, and ease, and you want to send them directly there. So you, Then you have the look of your campaign. What is it going to look like, you know? You know, it has to reflect your brand. You know, what reflects your brand? What keeps it memorable? Holiday season, do you, you know, what in the holiday season do you want to align with? You know, um, you know, colors, different things like that. You know, what do you want to choose to align yourself? Do you want to align yourself with just, say, just Christmas? Or you may want to, you know, you have Thanksgiving comes before Christmas. And then there's Hanukkah for some people. Then there are, you know, many people celebrate Kwanzaa right after. So what do you want to align yourself with if you're giving it the holiday look? So you can use the red, the greens, the golds, and silvers, and you can also use blue. There, um, you know, there are different choices that you can make depending on who your target audience is, and that's why we need to know that up front. And you want it to again be reflective of your brand, be memorable, and that campaign should stay single focused. And you can just you just implement various campaigns. Now, um, I'm just going to take this a step further. We do number five as measure, test, and repeat. But in that campaign, you do need to put a form of measurement. And um, so there could be a coupon code, something to see if the campaign worked. You want to put in measurements, and then you want to test it, and then you want to take come back with that data and repeat the process again, get it back out, update it, and um, tweak based off of real data. And now the last part is the strategies, which is the fun part. Now before I get to the strategies, again, I'm going to check one more time to see if David Chance is available. Oh, hold on, he's on the line. Good day, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, Master Grill Radio. Who's this? This is David Chance. How are Hi, you? David. How are you, sir? I did remember you had a meeting. <laughs> yeah, so I did. I'm sorry. No problem. I told everyone that you did have a meeting, and we um, we're going to check right back with you. So we're going to cool. just go ahead and get started. Um, I have been going over our outline, and so um, first, you know, everyone doesn't know. So just let us know, and the world wants to know, who is David Chance? And then tell David, us more about Chance uh, Music Group. Okay. Well, David Chance is a former member of the duo Rough End, Sony R&B Group. Uh, you know, we had some platinum singles, Someone to Love You, No More Shopping Sprees, um, R-U-F-F-E-N-D-Z, for those that want to look it up. Um, I've moved on from Rough Hands to a music, uh, my own record label, you know, music ministries, many things that we do. Uh, it's called Chance Music Group, www.chancemusicgroup.com. And we are a digital record company um, looking to make a difference with, through music. So we do Christian, contemporary, gospel, 
uh, R&B, soul music. Um, so we do mainstream music as well, but we do music of faith as well. Uh, but our our goal is to leave people inspired, you know, leave people with a positive message. And ultimately, I mean, the, the primary thing is to really bring awareness to a lot of Christian organizations through our music that we put out, uh, bring awareness, and they actually cross-market with them um, to bring awareness to what they're doing in the world because you have a lot of organizations that are really doing some big things that no one knows of, no one knows about, you know. So um, music is just a great platform to actually bring awareness to an, an audience that would, you know, uh, potentially wouldn't have, have known about them. So um, okay. that's what we do. Well, that's great. That's great. And that, that is a true statement. And um, I, I, I think that's, especially in African-American communities and in a lot of nonprofit communities, um, sometimes they, people consider themselves, you know, the best kept secret, which is not always a good thing. And uh-huh. you do find really awesome people that are doing awesome things, awesome organizations, but no one really knows about them. So I, I think that's necessary. And for um, and it's necessary also for us to be more strategic, you know, in this day and time. You want to be more strategic. We don't all need to keep reinventing the wheel. And uh-huh. so we can move further if we realize there, you know, actual certain things already existed. Okay, I don't need to do this part. Then I can focus on this part. And, you know, or as far as innovation and, um, you know, collaboration is really key. But if we don't even know these other parts already exist, that um, awareness is so much, so, so necessary. Now, in that, just um, this will come back a little bit. You know, where are you originally from? You know, like who can give a shout out? Yeah, he's from my town. You know. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I'm from originally. My family is from Guyana, South America, so Georgetown, Guyana. So shout out to okay. all the people from the islands, and you know that good food. You know, curry chicken, roti, <laughs> and plantain, and you know. Good food, you know what I mean? Okay. Good chicken, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the youngest of ten brothers and sisters, so it was like the tribe of Israel. Um, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot going on in the household, but it was fun growing up, you know. And um, got a lot of inspiration through my family because they are all singers and songwriters and musicians. So uh, in some some shape or another one, you know. So um, that's you know that's the history, man. I grew up in a humble beginnings, but I'm um, just as passionate about music, man. And for people out there, don't let the passion die. You know what I mean? That passion. Some things. Sometimes we were we were ignorant to a lot of things, but passion was the drive that kept us doing it over and over and over. And when we were knocked down, we got back up. And the thing about doing something over and over, guess what? You might be ignorant for a little while, but you won't be ignorant for long because you'll start to figure out what it is you need to do. Things will start falling in place, and you'll mm-hmm. start to, you know, figure it out. Like, oh, okay, we need to get better at this. We need to, you know, we were doing this for a while, but that's not working. You know what I mean? 
So we never gave up or we never quit. And, um, you know, it's one of those rag to riches story, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, cool. Alrighty. So I'm just doing this social networking. We're letting everybody know that you're on the air now and sharing some of your wisdom. So, um, and we were talking, you know, this is Christmas in July like you did before. And here's uh-huh. the basic outline, um, which I gave everybody, you know, we're first considering what would you sell. And so in that, you know, as a recording artist who was with major label, it's platinum, now as an independent, you know, artist and um, label and production company and business person, you know, what... You know, what would an artist or independent label be looking at right now, um, or manager, professionals, what type of things should they be looking at, you know, selling, um, or where should the focus be around the holiday season for recording artists? For recording artists. Um, The holiday season is a great season, Um, and the thing about the holiday season it's not just a one-time event. You know what I mean? It's going to happen mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. So you can, you can write a song that is memorable, that is a great, great song, great enough to people, if they like it this Christmas, then guess what? They'll like it every Christmas. Um, and it, it'll take some, you got all year to, to get it together. Well, you know, you want to start, you know, um, Definitely want to start. You don't want to wait at the last minute. It's planning and preparations, everything. But you've got time to, you know, work on 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 a song or a record that that would be something classic, um, not just something that's a nowadays. I'm into classic music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, think about the Temptations. My girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My girl is a class. That song is going to get played forever. You know what I mean? Um, versus some of the music that you hear nowadays. So um, it's good It's good to write club music and, you know, people want to dance and write songs that are, you know, that you maybe have the influence of what the sound is today. But also writing a song that's classic. And I, I define that as something that will get played 100 years from now. You know, it's like when you hear Luther Vandross, Think, you know what I mean? When you hear uh, some of Whitney Houston's songs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, these are some of their records. Most of their songs are classic songs. So the longer the, the life of your song is, the longer the life of your income as a as a producer, as a songwriter, as a company. Um, so you want to think long term, not just short term, in your writing. And Christmas again is a reoccurring. Uh, event that happens every year um, and you can actually get paid every year if you do the work and and find something classic. Um, Okay, that's excellent. You know, I'm actually sharing that right now and I'll put some of it in the the chat room as well. So, because you actually said two Two things you said in that, you know, the first thing is creating something classic, and you know, and that's relevant any time of the year because exactly. classic music, you know, again, 
And I really like what you stated. I don't know if everyone noticed everything, but the key thing I heard was, one, um, what you sell. If you want to create new music for the holiday, create something classic, something that will be played 100 years from now. And the other key thing I heard, the longer the life of your song, the longer the life of your income. So, um, to you know, so I want our you know artists to really be aware. And then um, there's something else I heard in that, and then I still want to come back to the classic thing. The other part, which you didn't say directly, but you made reference to that Christmas comes every year. Mm-hmm. So in that. Are you also talking about producing holiday music, creating holiday music? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. I mean, like, you know, Nat King Cole's song, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Chestnuts roasting it on open fire. I mean, that record was going to make money forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you, <laughs> you don't have Christmas anymore. If you don't, you stop celebrating Christmas, then, you know, but as long as there's Christmas, there's always going to be Nat King Cole. So mm-hmm. if you, as an artist, you know, you want to be, you know, if you don't write, now you're gonna, you need to be able to look at the production team that you're working with, look at the writers that are in place, and really assess the song, because that song, Chestnuts Open All Way, that song is associated with Mac and Cole. So mm-hmm. if you might have, you you might not have been the the artist that wrote the song. That song is going. You're going to be associated with that song, and again, the longer the life of the song, the longer the life of the income, and it that's on both sides. So, even though he might not have wrote the song, mm-hmm. if Mac and Cole was alive today and was able to sing, he would be still. He would have gigs, and people would want him. You know, Vegas, yeah. you name it. The New Year's, you know, New Year celebrations, Christmas celebration. I mean. You know, the Macy's uh, Parade, I mean, he would be everywhere. Why? Because that song is a classic song. So the, the song not only makes income for the, the writer and the, those who produced it, but it also provides opportunity for the artist, the one that actually is the messenger of that song, the one that's singing the song. So you actually are tied to the success of that song. So, um, so look, you know, definitely be aware of, of both of those. All right. So, yeah. So, um, those are the two things. And so, now the one other question I want to just ask about the classic is, you know, how how do you define a classic song, or when you're creating a song, what elements do you look for that you feel makes it classic? What makes makes something classic? Is, is it well, the story that's being told? Is you know, is it like you know, focusing in on classic emotions? Uh huh. I think you know, certain subjects is always classic. Um, you know, Luther had some records um, that were played in the club. You know, never too much, never too much. You know, those records were classic records, but they still got, you know, they still get played in, you know, certain clubs today. But mm-hmm. then you've got other club songs today. Um, you know, the lyrical content and the message, uh, to me, is just temporal. It's just it's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. But I think real messages, real stories, great stories, 
um, great lyrics, lyrics with substance, songs with really with meaning to them, is going to last. You know, these three words from Stevie Wonder, again, classic. Um, it's just classic, you know, end of the road from boys to men, classic. Um, these are records that are going to be played and always get played because of the story. These stories had meaning, you know what I mean? So if you think about it, something without substance is just not going to last. You know, it's like building a house out of straw, you know what I mean? But something with substance, if you create a song with substance and meaning, um, and love is a good example, you know, writing love songs. Like Luther, he talked about love and on every album. You know, he never got tired of singing about it because it was something that everybody can relate to. And love, just the message of love creates a classic song just in the message. So the message, I think, is important. And, of course, you know, how the song is written and produced as well. Um, but the message, I think, really tells really will give the song the longevity that it needs because love is always relevant, you know. Within every generation, you know, you got to talk about love. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, when Jesus walked the earth or now, you know what I mean? It's the same story, you know what I mean? People are getting married. People are, you know, having issues. People are breaking up. People are making up. So these are concepts and ideas and stories that will never get old because in every generation, these stories remain the same. Yes. Okay, well, um, that just gives clarity or whatnot, and we're getting a lot of likes, and, you know, um, shout out again to everyone in the chat room and on Facebook and all. Everyone is um, giving us shout outs, and that's just important um, for, you know, to know in making any music because, at any time of the year, if you make a classic, it's being played over. And I have to admit, they have this new event, and you got to get out here for it, David. We're going to have to see what we can do to get you out here, get you a sponsor, bring you out. They have this event called Resurgence, and it's with um, we have radio personality Tiffany Bacon and um, Artists United, which is a group of that, you know, helps artists. Uh-huh. And they give this event called the Resurgence, where they're mixing the Harlem Renaissance with the Philly Sound. You know, the um, yeah, they, um, what is it called? The Philly Sound. That's what I think it is called. The Philly Sound. Okay. You know, like kind of like Gamble and Huff created. And gotcha. um, and they're doing you know music. They're doing dance, spoken word, and, and um, acting monologues. Because Tiffany has a theater background. So people come out and do a little bit of everything. So they have a featured actor, dancer, um, you know, singer. There's a great house band, Brett um, Jolly, Bill Jolly's brother. He plays in the band, the house band is Side by Soul. And it is really good. But the woman wow. um, who ended, she was the featured singer. And oh, Tiffany says she sings out of her face. <laughs> And, I was, and she sings good, but she is like such a performer. And she did all classic songs. She did all covers. But her love for the songs, she said, she said these songs spoke speak to her so well. And she even did um, 
one of Bilal's new song on his album. And I'm pretty sure after she did that song, people wanted to run out and buy Bilal's new album. But she did covers, but all the songs were classic songs. But that touched her in some special way. She wanted to share it, and she has a great personality and showmanship and, you know, really involved the audience. And her energy is so high, it really got people involved. And, again, it was, you know, she did a whole set full of classics. But her sound is unique and all. you always remember her, but she did a, you know, except for Bilal's song is new. Um, uh-huh. She just did a whole set of classics, and so that just shows you the life. She started off with Bet You by Golly Wild and ended with um, Rocksteady. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Classic. But it's just, yeah, it's just a great feeling, a great set. And, um, again, she's bringing life and income to other people's music because, like, you probably say, I ain't listened exactly. to these songs in a while, and I bet you everybody going to go back and check out some of them songs again. <laughs> exactly. So you're just touching on something else. When you do classic music, it gets remade 10 years from now. It gets mm-hmm. remade 20 years from now because, you know, Rough Ends, is, we came out in 2000, but already we're like old school to some of them. My nieces and nephews, they're like, hey, you know, Uncle, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, I'm kind of <laughs> old school already, right? So someone to love you, I mean, it was just seemed like just like yesterday, but for, for a lot of young people, they might have heard the song, but it's 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 not what's current, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the songs like Someone to Love You are so, it's a classic song, It'll get mm-hmm. remade, you know. What I mean, we've got, you know, we had a jazz musician, a couple jazz artists that remade "Someone to Love You." Like Tim Waters did a version, jazz version with him playing. So, uh, you know, songs, great songs, man, will always live on because other artists that are, you know, when you like when I started to do my research and started to dig into Stevie Wonder's collection and Bobby Womack and you know Charlie from the Gap Band and all of these all of these great, great, you know, musicians that were before my time and I really started to do the research and study these, these you know, singers, um, you know, they influenced me, you know what I mean? And and, and their songs I began to sing and I wanted we we wanted to remake we didn't never get a chance to remake some songs, but we were looking at remaking, you know, a couple of Stevie Wonder songs. You know, Jodeci remade one of Stevie Wonder songs, you know, so um you know Making a classic song again gives you longevity where it lives on, even in the lives of other musicians that will be beyond your lifetime. And you know, at the end of the day, what you're doing, Jacqueline, you know, you're inspiring people and talking about entrepreneurship. You know, the purpose of entrepreneurship is to leave an inheritance for our children. So, mm-hmm. you know, as, when it's all said and done, you have so many classic songs out there that be that's generating revenue. For your offspring, for your children, for your grandchildren. So when you're you're not breathing anymore and you're gone, you you're leaving a legacy through your music. Yes, so, and it is our children yeah. as well as our whole community and culture. When, exactly. I mean, we know that's all anthropology is about. The people are gone. Huh? It's the art that lives on, and it's through the yeah. art and artifacts that they learn about cultures. So. Especially that blacks, we need to understand what stories do we want to tell. Uh-huh. You know, be specific. What things do you know? Do we want to say about us? And um, and then also, you know, we're looking at ourselves as being business, as being businesses to um, 
we want to be good, you know, good at businesses. So that's really the purpose of this as far as the um, Christmas in July. So if, if we could um, just be, you know, great at doing our business and artists to really look at yourself, to look at ourselves as artists. Um, and artists to look at themselves as actual businesses and, you know, to conduct business accordingly and to be strategic in the choices that you make. It doesn't take away from your creativity. And sometimes I think it allows you to be more creative and innovative and um, uh-huh. to really maximize more opportunities. And because you are creative people, artists are creative people that I think they should be really the lead in innovation as far as how to do things. So it's just really expanding our mindsets a bit. So now we went through, yeah, like what will you sell? Now, do you suggest, um, because it's kind of like we're at the end of July. Uh Is it, how possible is it right now to actually make new music right now to have ready for this holiday season? Is schedule kind of tight right now? It's definitely possible. You mean for myself or just people in general? I guess artists in general, you know, I mean, what would you need? I mean, because you have a studio and everything, correct? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you, I'll say this. I want to speak to songwriters. If you're a songwriter you and you don't have a setup, you're doing yourself an injustice. And here's why I say that, because, as a songwriter, it's not until I invested in my ability and got, you know, a studio. Now, here's what, let me define that. You don't have to, because of technology and the advancement of digital technology, studios don't cost as much as it used to cost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've got Sony Studios that shut down. So many recording studios have shut down because now it's the access and, and the, the it's, Studio equipment is accessible now. You can go to Best Buy and get a Pro Tools setup for a hundred bucks. You can get a Pro Tools software for a hundred bucks with the hardware device that comes with it. You know, you get you a computer for for five six hundred bucks. You could actually be recording. You know what I mean? And actually mm-hmm. singing and starting to starting the process of working and developing yourself as a writer. Now, the reason why you need a studio is because a studio gives you a reference of how you sound. So before I got a studio, I would write songs, but I didn't hear it. I couldn't hear it because I just would sing it. You know what I mean? I didn't have a reference. I couldn't hear it, play it back. But it's not until I was able to play my music back, I was able to say, mm, okay, I like the verse, but I don't like the hook. The hook could be better. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. could be, you know what I mean? And that's where you begin to develop when you have a, a point of reference and you can hear yourself back. And and that's so important for writers out there that are writing music. Um, invest in a studio. Don't, it, it, you know, we, we, we spend money on a lot of things. We buy iPads, iPhones, all kind of stuff that we spend money on. But invest in yourself and invest in a studio where you can actually write and begin to get in, you know, because you can... Producers and music, you can find producers online right now. You know, mm-hmm. people people are needing writers. You know, writers are, are are a necessity in the music industry. So people are always looking for lyric and melody people. So if you're a, a, a lyric and melody person and you can write music and sing the music as well, you are a goldmine in the industry. You just need to be developed 
So invest in some equipment and learn it. You go right on YouTube. There's no excuse. And it mm-hmm. takes, I mean, we're living in a in a in a time where it's you just can't have one skill. You know what I mean? In in the 20th century, 21st century, you got to have more than one skill nowadays because technology is replacing people now. Computers are replacing people now. You know what I mean? We're we're being replaced. You know what I mean? You you call um you call um you you know I called one of my cell phone companies and it was rerouted in India. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know uh, you can get lawyer services in, from another country for a third of what you pay lawyer services is here. And they know more about our law than the people here. I mean, so I mean, so many things are changing now, and 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 new technologies are coming out where computers and all different things are. T- so nowadays, because of technology, it's great that we, you know, we've got the internet and all this. But now we've got to expand and be better and more. We've got to be uh, more diverse in our abilities. And it's who can do it? Anybody can do it. Anybody can learn. Uh, it, it just takes a little ingenuity. It just takes a little more ambition. So I mm-hmm. speak to the song singer-songwriters out there. Don't just wait for your friend that has a studio and you're waiting on his time. Get your own setup. Invest in your own setup. When tax returns come, buy your own setup so that you can now begin to work on your legacy. Because when you, as you develop as a songwriter, you're going to now be able to write the classic song that we were talking about that will change your family's trajectory for the rest of your life, change the course of your family's legacy. Okay. So. All right. And um, so from there, um, but if someone um, is not able to produce new music for the holiday, um, do you suggest, like one of the suggestions I just made as a marketer, to, pack, you know, repackage music that you already have and move some inventory? Say it again now. I suggest to re- repackage music that you already have and use the holiday time to move inventory. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, even if it's not new, if it's older uh-huh. and known, you can still exactly. use that. And I'm going to talk a little bit, you know, different ideas as far as in, in our strategy part. But the um, point is you have something to sell because you have your music or your spoken word. You have your recordings. And, yeah. And, and and for holiday time, there's other things, other opportunities exist. Um, licensing, correct? Um, uh-huh. The request and catalog for holiday music, how big opportunity is that? Say it again now. How big is what? The request for holiday music. Like, I've seen some requests for music, and at the holiday time, I see a large request for holiday exactly. music. Exactly. Yes, you're correct. I mean, the, the holiday season, you know, the radio industry shuts down. You know, the music industry shuts down. That's how big it is. Mm-hmm. Like, in December, it's shut down. It's nothing because, you know, no one's trying to go for ads unless you or Michael Jackson or something like that, or you're uh, uh, the top of your game, you're going to come out Christmas Day, and that'll be a Christmas gift for everybody. Um, but holiday music is, is huge, man. I mean, every radio station's playing it. Um, all the stations, you know, are just, everyone's going the same direction. So all you have to do is prepare yourself and ride that wave. 
and have music, and they're looking for new music. This is a time where program directors are looking for new music. Um, you know, people around the world are looking for new, um, and, you, and it's easy to get your music out and heard on the Christmas season, and that'll be a great door opener if you do it really well. But you've, you've got to have the product, which I was mm-hmm. listening on the call when I got on the phone before you uh, saw that I was on the call when you were talking about, you know, before you go to the advertising campaign, you got to have the product first. And the product's got to be great quality. quality you know what I mean? It's got to be good product. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so with good product, because it doesn't matter if you got bad product, you know, you can go. You, it doesn't matter where you go. It's just people aren't going to feel it. But if you've got a great song, a classic song, a powerful message, and you've done the work, you know, with getting the right producers if you don't produce and write yourself, or getting the right writers, you know, if you don't write yourself, if you're just a singer, or vice versa, um, you've done the work. You can now use this season to now get your music out there and be heard. Uh, there's on there's thousands of online internet stations where you can solicit and get get audience. You know, what I mean, people can hear your music because internet stations stations now are growing by leaps and bounds. You got state certain stations got millions of viewers, hundreds of thousands of viewers. You know, you got internet stations that got more viewers than your local radio station. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh more listeners, you know what I mean? So yeah. um it, I think the opportunity is huge. It's just up for you to take seize it and, and follow the system that you're saying as far as um everything that you spoke of earlier of how to prepare and uh, be ready for when it's harvest time because that's what it is. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we talk about seed planting seeds and, and trying to get a harvest. Now's the time to plant seeds. Now's the time to do the work. Now is the time to plow the field. You know what I mean? Now is the time to do what you have to do so that when harvest time comes, you can have a harvest. Um, yes. But it's got to be done right. Mm, that's that's definite, definitely for sure. Um, <clears throat> so we, you know, clearly went over what will you sell. You have your new, you have your existing music that you can repackage, and you have new music. And one of the key things they're saying about new music, um, especially take advantage of the holidays time, is to create some holiday music because there is a large demand for it and request for it, not just on the radio but for catalogs. You know, exactly. I've seen it's people all over. You know, they're they're looking for music, <clears throat> looking at new different music, holiday music that they think will go well, and <clears throat> and then and that comes licensing opportunities and all type of things. So as far as you know, having yourself ready, and especially if you're the songwriter, write those songs. Exactly. And this is what probably was one of my biggest awareness. Um, because I'm a marketing person, everyone. I, I know everyone. <laughs> I go out. They say, "Well, what do you do?" Because I also do marketing for a theater company. They always see me around artists. I'm like, I market. <laughs> I'm an artist at marketing. <laughs> so I don't do anything. I'm not going <laughs> on stage. <laughs> but um, you know, one of the um, key elements you just want to um, look at is, you know. Um, you know, the request is out there, but for writers, I, I, I didn't realize that so many singers didn't write their own songs. And so I started yeah. getting out there and wondering why so many are. I'm like, what, you know, like, 
you know, what's the problem? And wondering why people, you know, I've known people to take five years, five, six years between, you know, making albums. And I'm like, well, I can help you. Like, you know, hey, let's get a single going, you know, and then we can, you know, get a single to out and we'll build up to the LP. And then I realized that they're not writers. And so um, songwriters are really needed. Good songwriters are precious. And that's for rappers as well. You know, know, all rappers don't write their material. And some of them just don't need to write their material. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so um, we know what we're going to sell. And then so once you decide what you're going to sell, the next thing is making sure that your website and your administrative systems are, you know, in check. And, you know, that's an administrative item. But you want to make sure, because if your demand grows, are you ready to grow with the demand? Right now, exactly. if you're not getting all that much traffic, or you're not getting that many sales through your website, what happens if it does happen that way? Uh-huh. And um, where are all the sales? And then are, are, do you have the best systems in place? Like I really suggest if you're an artist and you're doing your own sales, you definitely want to get digital distribution, but you should focus your sales like Bandcamp. Send everybody to your Bandcamp page or, for, or you know, let them check out on your Bandcamp page from your website because you receive a greater portion of the income. But, of course, yeah. people have preferences where they like to shop, so you still want to make sure you're on Amazon, iTunes, eMusic, all of those places. You want to make sure that you're there because some people have preferences. But as far as where you direct traffic, you want to set up a website, and if you don't have it, you need to get one set up. You can do it simply, and I'm definitely recommending if that's what you want to do, come to me. I'm good at setting up websites for people who do not write code because I don't write code, and I can understand how you need a site, but you need to be able to maneuver within your site in a way that you can understand. And um, and I found very very good options for that. But you do need to have a site, um, and it doesn't have to be complicated, just something simple where you're bringing everything to you. Your domain name needs to reflect your name. Domain names are considered real estate. They're Internet real estate. You should own your name. I actually have a blog called Have Them Say Your Name, Say Your Name. You should own your own name. You get that as a domain Again, it's repetition. People have to repeat it. They're typing it in. They're bringing them to you. You're staying in their memory. You bring them to you, and from that one point, you can direct them out anywhere. So if you want to direct them out to Reverb Nation, because all those are great places, but you need one central place that you're sending everyone. And even for artists that I work with that I haven't had time to build sites for, um, even if I send them to a Reverb Nation page. They always go through our main domain first so that, I'm, you know, I'm directing the traffic there. So you always want to bring yourself in, and then you just need to make sure your systems are okay. Um, there are artists, um, they, um, what's his name? Um, he's Kim's band leader. Oh, boy, he's going to get me Autobahn. I can remember his songs and everything, but he's a great jazz musician. Um, He, and it'll come to me during the show, but he, um, him and Talam AC are two people that always sell their own music from their site. Like, you go, you click on a PayPal from their site, and they ship out music to you. 
Now, I'm pretty sure within the next couple of years they're probably going to switch that over because, like I said, Bandcamp now allows you to get so much more directly that it's easier to drop ship than the cost of having a whole inventory mail out. You know, that administrative job is a lot more, and it costs money. Somebody has to spend their time doing that. But even if that's your choice, you just need to make sure that if something happens, your systems don't shut down. Do you have, you know, enough help? A lot of times artists think they can do everything themselves, but you really do need a team. And do you have that in place when the time of the year is going to be busier? Do you have people you can call on? So if you're going to need that, you want to start looking at all of those things now. Um, find out as far as your website, um, people, who do you call? You know, if you do have a website, say if you have it on Yahoo, do you know how to get in touch with those people? Call them now. Find out the process. They can answer a lot of questions for you above hand. Don't be afraid to ask because the worst somebody can tell you they don't is that, that they don't know. But call and get all, find all of those things out now up front so that when you are busy, you're not bogged down with, you know, little things. And, there, you know, there are times when systems crash. You know, that's par for the course. The question is how quickly can you get yourself back up? And then the third thing, again, is campaigns. Once we've decided what you're going to sell, what's your campaign, how you got to get it out there. You have to be strategic. Where are you going to advertise? Uh, first, what is your campaign going to look like? What is your, you know, that print? That look should be reflected. If it's a landing page, an e-blast, if it's print, you know, that look should be reflected all throughout so that there's a consistency. And, again, we all learn through repetition. So the more times people see things repeated, the better they will remember. And so if you have something in print, if you have an ad, then if there's a landing page and it all is reflecting the same thing, people are going to start to remember. Like right now, I can tell you with David Chance, and this wasn't even out when I first um, connected with them, but it's Unconditional Love. I can tell you what the un- album cover looks like <laughs> and everything because I've seen it so many times. So you do want to have a quality image that's going to represent your music, and um, you want to make sure that you're repeating that so people are remembering it. And we are going to have a workbook, so, you know, I don't want to drag it on, but, you know, your SEO, your content, I think I, you know, I spoke about all of that. But you do need to do a... Strategic campaign, where are you going to advertise at? Where is your audience and who is your audience? So that's probably the biggest question I want to ask you right now, David, for everyone. Okay, I'm a recording artist. Okay, I'm a label. I'm independent. How do I really know who my audience is? Like I can do some guesses from shows, but these shows are already pre-set up. How do I really know who wants my music and who's really buying well, it's based on you know genre and and I think you know I think average people can kind of guess because radio and how things are now in the industry kind of let you know if it's you know if it's for the you know the children the young people crowd like you know thirteen to eighteen or if you are you know usually people in that age group that are artists make music for their age group. Usually that's the case. You know, people make music for their age group. So if you're, you know, 30 and older, you might be, you might make music for some younger people, but also it's kind of like, 
mid-range is kind of in your age group as well. But um, mm-hmm. one way to do that is to, to let, uh, you know, let some people hear it. And wherever you get a buzz, do some listening test, you know what I mean, when you get some, some friends and let them know, to be honest, you know, let them know that you, you're, you're going to be making some decisions on some things and you need some feedback and you need honest feedback and um, let people hear it. And, you know, if you've got within the, the, the 18 and younger crowd really liking everything that you're doing and if it sounds like something that could be played in the clubs or whatever or if it's something that would be more on a AC adult radio, you know what I mean, more of a mature, you just got to find what that is. And 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 that you you do branding and everything will flow from there. You know your campaign will come from your audience or what they call um, the persona of your your customer. I guess you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know every every all businesses do that. I mean they they think about the customer first. You know what I mean, and then they build from there. They think about okay, who we're trying to reach. And, and what are they thinking? What are their questions going to be? Uh, you know, what their lifestyle is. You know, like if you look at certain colleges, their website they have. And you were talking about the landing pages. You know, they have. You know, they have one business persona is for the student that is in mm-hmm. high school that's thinking about mm-hmm. college. So they're going to answer all those questions. So when he goes to that website, it's going to answer. Then there's another persona is. The parent that is, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. looking about getting, you know, looking for information for their child. You know what I mean? Another information, uh, another for the adult for learner. Exactly for the adult learner, for the mm-hmm. college student that's already in college looking to change. So you have so many different, like you said, campaigns or personas that you can actually build upon, and um, and and, and looking at your audience and answering their questions will help you answer so many uh, and fulfill, you know, a lot of things as far as your marketing campaign and answer a lot of questions that you might have of how to. uh, But the key is listening to them and and looking at your audience first. So I think, you know, listening parties, finding out, let people hear the music, um, you know, let some friends and family, if you've got access to radio, let them hear Mm -hmm. and just get great feedback. That's one way to really identify your audience. Definitely. Now, another thing I'd like to add to that, and that's some great, you know, great feedback. i also like to add to that, the one good thing about social media is analytics. Mm. You know, in the marketing age, if this was the 90s, what I would have to pay. Big exactly. time money to get the analytics and demographics. Again, I'm a Toot Davis horn. Out of all the videos that I uploaded, I don't have that many. But one I did was IAP for Unconditional Love. We did, you know, uh-huh. with one of the people we were working with, you know, we provide we provide the marketing support for them. So I uploaded uh-huh. the IAP. That IAP, when was that, 2009? I think so. That IAP is still the most listened to and the longest listened to. So you may go to your YouTube's analytics, and just by being a user on YouTube, it's going to tell show you all the videos you upload, which ones it's going to um, you can see which ones are listened to and how long they are listened to, where people stop engaging them. So some of them only get ten seconds. People listen to almost that entire video, and gotcha. um, 
So then you get to see what's attracting people, then in what country they're from. It, you know, you get a lot of analytics. The same thing your Facebook provides you. Same thing MySpace. Any the analytics on online advertising and promotion are great. And then you can target your ads. Put money in advertisements. Just because it's social media doesn't mean you do everything for free. Pay for advertising. Because what you do social media, you, you and you still get some analytics back from there, but they're not nearly as deep and concise as when you do paid advertising. And then you're directing traffic and you have a higher conversion rate. But um, you can specifically target your market. Like, again, like say if you're appealing to, like, there's some general assumptions. And I work, working with Hezekiah, he's hip-hop. And there are a lot of younger people um, I've seen around them. But then they're, they're like, real, these people really love music. So, you know, music lovers can really start young. And it's hip-hop, so I figure I see these all these young people hanging out at Alina Soul, and it's on campus, so you'll see, you know, college students, because it's down the street from University of Penn and Drexel's, right in, you know, the heart of two colleges. So you're just figuring, I'm thinking, that's who his music's appealing to. But when I put him on Django, which is another service, and um, I can help you with these things. But Django is internet radio. They play your music, but what they do, they have a whole formula. They mix your music in with mainstream music based on the type of artist that um, your music sounds like. So if your music sounds like a certain type of artist, and then you can tweak it, tweak it, tweak it. But you'll find so people that may listen to... Um, say one of ours or oh, um, say Raheem Devon. People that re- re- listen to Raheem Devon may listen to one of the songs on a value tour station. So, um, this is how it helps you find your audience. But then they give you demographics, and through those demographics, I learned that Hezekiah music was actually appealing to people more like um, twenty-five to forty. Mm-hmm. And you know, it tells you more male or female. But then we realize, again, I think it goes along with the thing you kind of write music for your, you know, your age group. But again, he was from a big musical family. He, he even though he's an MC, he's also a producer, musician. Um, he's you know worked with the Roots, Bilal, real big soul background and strong musicality, even though it's hip-hop, it's strong musicality, jazz, overtones, all of these things. So that, you know, looking at all of this, he was appealing to a whole nother audience. Once we found that and reshifted, popularity increased. So that's why exactly. sometimes it really helps to, and it's test money. You, you're you going to run tests. Run your A-B test. Okay, I'm going to put an ad over here on Facebook, and I'm going to target these people. I'm going to put an ad on MySpace, and I'm going to target these people. I'm going to put an ad, do a video, and run it as an ad across YouTube and target certain people and, you know, kind of test it. And I really would suggest to test Django. Um, I figure if you... They they charge a certain fee per month. I think it's like thirty dollars a month, but it's worth doing six months, you know. Uh-huh. And, but you know, every month go in there and rearrange because they give you real demographics. You find out where the people are coming from, um, you know, 
who the listeners are, if people had the opportunity to like, to play more, how many radio stations you actually get on, how people are picking up your music. You, um, you can get literal fans and people make comments. So that type of feedback is, like, invaluable. So I just really suggest to do that. And, again, like David said, um, f- once you focus on your audience, you have an idea, you focus on your audience and you have an idea of that audience, you learn more about them, it will help you create your campaign. And then once your campaign is created, where do I show that campaign? So, you know, if your people are also lovers of art and they are readers, then, wow. hey, why not do some things with some bookstores? This is where we're going to strategies and collaborations. Hey, why not do some things around some bookstores? Why not do some little events? Why not um, somebody that's the author, why don't we do a book reading and a listening party together? It helps you, you know, you're cross-promoting, but you're, again, tying into your audience, uh, you know, while making yourself self stand out. Another thing, especially existing music music you have, please, artists, take advantage of people who make baskets. Nothing is more wonderful than receiving a basket. Another thing, baskets are the number one gift that people purchase. Salespeople. When salespeople, they always want to satisfy their clients. And I'm talking about people that sell to doctors and things like that. The first thing they do, they find a a personal shopper, and they generally get them baskets. Because baskets you can personalize, make look nice, but still kind of have a generic sense. People who make baskets, get with those people and have them use your product. So even if you sell it to them on a wholesale basis, if you're moving quantities, it's you know it's helping you in one way, not just generating income, but it's also helping you in distribution. You have a new distribution arm. People that like to do erotic poetry or love songs, and I'm not talking about porn, but people that are more into the erotic, you know, the whole adult um, toy scene. There are people now, and I probably wouldn't just go to a representative, but there are people creating their own companies that you can go actually go to the, some of these companies that are buying and, you know, um, and include some of your, your, your work. Hey, well, you know, look, I'll, I'll purchase, give you these CDs and, you know, I'll sell them to you for this price, and if you can incorporate them with your line, add them into your gift baskets, whatnot, and um, it really works. And I've seen it work with Warm Spirit, a network marketing company. She actually partners with um, the label Jill Scott is on the label. Um, Jeff Bradshaw is on there now. Are talking about Hidden uh, Beach? Hidden Beach, yes. So um, Network Marketing Company, it used to be called Warm Spirit, but Nadine left Warm Spirit and she started her own sole purpose and she carried that partnership over. But when you have 30,000 consultants out in the field, and, you know, so their first line of defense and audience, we're looking for the 30,000 consultants. And then all those consultants had the opportunity, again, to sell your work. And um, so that's a relationship that exists to the, still to today because it's been such good business. So really look at that opportunity for the holiday time, people that do packaging and gifts. But I really do suggest, um, now if your person is a good seller, they're, they're a person that does a lot of parties and they're making good money, 
hey, I would go to their consultant too, but um, really look at going to the company and, you know, providing them a wholesale deal and getting them to buy quantity. You know, even if you just start off with an order of 100 for them to test it out, you know, they're willing to do that investment. And I don't mean a consignment basis. You sell them 100, you know, when they got thousands of consultants, it's nothing for them to get rid of 100. But if they want to do a test market, you know, it's worth it. So, you know, that's just um, definitely um, a way of looking at it. Salons and beauty shops, if we are not taking advantage of them, the community lives in salons and beauty shops. And everybody sells there. (laughs) But actually, if you go to, you know, they have associations, you know, go to the associations and, you know, where you're sitting down speaking to several salon owners at a time. And, again, ask them what do they have. And then say that either if you can't make it because there are so many different places, at least provide them the display. You know, I will, you know, sell you so many CDs at a certain rate, and I will provide you with a display. So, And then you make an agreement about where that display is going to be. Don't allow them to put it anywhere. I prefer a point of sale because people are always standing at the register for a minute. They're either trying to get information, make appointments, make a sale. They're standing there, and there's great power at point of sales. But there are all type of opportunities that you actually have when you sit down and think about ways that you can move and create distribution channels. And I, I really think um, artists really need to start looking at creating their own distribution channels, not just in um, – record stores, but other places, and we're getting paid up front. So I think those type of partnerships and collaborations work well. And the thing about it, they've been working for the gifting industry for, I would say, the past 15, 20 years. They actually allow people, individuals, to wholesale. Well, if you spend this much money, you'll get this product at 40% off. We give you a catalog you sell it, you collect the money, you pay us, and we ship you back the um, inventory. And the difference is what you keep in your pocket. So this has been working across other industries very successfully. So, um, you know, that's my thing. And um, like I said, the workbook will be available tomorrow, so you can actually build yourself a step-by-step plan. And with that, I just want to come back to you, David, and, you know, what last advice, information would you like to give us? And, of course, even before you go there, let us know how should people engage Chance Music Group. Come to Chance Music Group if you want to or when you want to. Sorry, what was the last part of your question? My phone went out there. Oh, I said as far as Chance Music Group, if you let me uh-huh. ask people how, tell people how to engage Chance Music Group. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love for you to, you know, go out to the website. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook as well. Um, right now we're currently partnered with the 700 Club with their organization called um, Orphans Promise. They have over 300 orphanages around the world um, that we are, Actually, portion of our album sales are new. We have a new group of Christian rock group called Rooted Deep that uh, they're getting played on several markets around the country. So we we just impacted radio a couple weeks ago. Um, 
So that CD release party was um, this weekend. It just passed Sunday. So um, we, uh, on their record, you know, we portion of the album you know, is going to, uh, you know, raise awareness and actually, as far as revenue-wise, is going to be donated to Orphan's Farmers. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Pat Robinson and the 700 Club, but yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. is a co-host and um, she's a really great lady and um, she's she's doing some big things man as far as making a difference in the lives of children around the world man they, uh, sex trafficking is a big thing now um, mm-hmm. so a lot of these orphans are coming out of that you know that industry and um, so it's, it's huge man so as a, as a Christian as a believer um, I think it's our duty to take a stand uh, not just as far as trying to get people saved, but just taking a stand for putting our money where our mouth is, you know. Um, so that's what we're trying to do, and that's what we are launching this whole campaign that's going to be over the next couple of months that we're going to be getting off the ground of of uh, raising awareness through our through our music for for what she's doing. So okay. So chatmusicgroup.com is where people can you know reach out and. And uh, on on the comment page or on the contact us page, you can definitely email email us your information. We'd love to hear from you. There's several part parts of our company. We are, you know, we have a production side where we do a lot of placements with films and, and television, and a lot of the things that uh, Jackie was talking about on the line as far as licensing and opportunities. Um, one of our latest placements is a new movie that Lorenz Tate's coming out with. Uh, well, BT is going to be launching at the end of the summer. Star Lorenz Tate, you know, he's a superstar uh, actor here. Um, it's kind of like a drama. It kind of reminds you of like a CSI or like a Law and Order kind of a film. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we've got a placement in that movie that's coming out this year. We've got something coming out on Christmas Day as well. Um, mm-hmm. Billy Crystal. So we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot, you know, on the production side. Uh, but on the label side, we've got this group. That's our primary um, focus as far as our artists is concerned. So we're both okay. record company, and then we've we've got the producing and writing side. So we're always looking for new writers. If you are a seasoned writer, we'd love to hear from you. Again, go to the website and and uh, you know give us a contact information where we can contact you and kind of get some some music from you. Hear hear where you are as a writer, and maybe you can collaborate with us and begin to earn some income, make some money, maybe partner with us as a writer partner. Okay. Well, that's great. And let people know how to engage. Do you have any um, closing advice or anything? Um, I think, you you know, what you were speaking of, uh, you know, I know a lot of people might be listening and, and they're like, wow, that's a lot of work, you know, a lot of stuff that I got to do. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a thing of... I think ultimately it's a thing of mindset, you know. A lot of artists, you know, are just we're just normal people, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So we we were trained to um just kinda go along with the flow, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And which everything you're talking about is really being an entrepreneur. And being an entrepreneur and having the spirit of an entrepreneur is a totally different mindset than that of an employee. Um and not to talk down of people that have a job. No, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but being an entrepreneur itself, so it's really you're the driving force. You know what I mean? If it's going to be, it's up to me. 
And it's going to take dedication. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take people telling you you need to just go back to school. You need to give it up. And I know you've tried. You know, good job, man. You know, I you know, you know, appreciate everything you're trying to do. You got talent, but you know what? You need to give it up, man. And maybe you should just get a job. And it's going to take going against the grain to really get where you want to be. Um, and um, I think just in closing, man, it just really, really reading some books on how to be. Uh, on business, reading books on how to think differently, reading books. There's a book that I would suggest people read. I think I might have gave it before, but it's mm-hmm. called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. There's mm-hmm. another book uh, that's written by T. Harv Ecker. There's another book called 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class, written by Steve Bold. I'm reading that 101. book right now. One hundred and seventy-seven mental toughness secrets of the world class. The book mental is toughness. amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's out of this world. Me and my wife right now are like, oh, mm-hmm. we can't wait to read this book because it's just like blowing my mind of how it's just really different thought patterns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Different thought and patterns. And this is by who? Steve Bold. And I'll, I'll text you the, uh, I think I'm saying his name right. I think it's Steve Bolt. Okay. Just that title alone, I'm pretty sure. Just Google that title, it'll come up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. My mentor uh, is definitely... Um, so get a mentor, that's another thing. Get a mentor. Did you just exactly. hear? Multi-platinum artist David Chance has a mentor. Exactly. Everybody, Donald Trump has a mentor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Tiger Woods have a mentor. Michael Jordan had what? A mentor, a coach. And so, so many times we want to be successful with just the knowledge that we got. You know what I mean? It, it's going to take someone else to push you beyond where you are to get where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And, and having a mentor is another piece of the pie. But working on yourself and really getting in, in, into a mindset of being an entrepreneur Versus just uh, having a mindset that things are just going to fall and just happen for you. You got to make it happen. You got to get out and drive your own business. You are your own franchise. You know what I mean? You are in business for yourself. You have to market yourself. Don't even if you have a label deal. It's great that the label is going to do what it do it does, but don't just sit back. You know, you have people that have major deals. I had a major record company behind us. But guess what? There's a lot of things that fell through. So that's why I had a manager that was on the phone with them, arguing, making sure that they did what they were supposed to do. And we didn't just let sit and wait back and let them, you know, make us successful. Our manager, we had our own strategy of what we were going to do in conjunction with what they were doing. So take control of your career and realize that it's you. You're your biggest fan. And you, if it's up to you, it's it's, it's got to be. You know what I mean? It's got to happen. You're the one that's going to make it happen. So, having said that, I think I think that's it. It's great, great message, Jackie. Great, great message. Great information as well. Yeah. Well, you did again. Excellent. You gave us excellent information and, and real specific. And I know a lot of recording artists, and and I say recording artists because spoken word artists are also recording artists, and they need to look at themselves in that same light. And I think they deny themselves a lot of opportunities because they just assume it's not available. 
But, you know, a lot of those same lessons apply. And, um, and you know, in a lot of them, they, they already, they're working with, you know, singers and, you know, they're, they're working with different singers and different things. And so they need to actually take a chance and, um, you know, learn how to partner, but, you know, actually look at the recording industry because they do have to record. They do have to have a producer. You know, you have to have all your production, and now you have content. Based on the content, who's your audience going to be and um, what opportunities are available? And, again, I'm pretty sure somebody come up with good spoken word for the holidays, and that's hardly out there. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that's a moneymaker right there just because there is not um, – there's hardly anyone doing it. As long as nope. it's good and your production is tight, you have no competition, and you really probably for the next two, three years can really capitalize until more people do it. Yeah, we we got to maybe something that you can talk about on the next go-round, Jackie, about just what you said, uh, finding new niches, you know, things that where there is no competition um, so that you know, it's easy for you to break in, you know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, you know, it follows back, show. like Appreciate you said, it. to um, read and research and study. That's what's going to help. And I know it sounds like a lot because I think that too. But you know what? Life comes one moment at a time. You yeah. can only do one thing at a time. So that's why planning helps you. Okay, you exactly. can't do everything at once. Everything doesn't need to be done at once. Let's write a plan. And we do this first. And then some of it sounds like a lot, but a lot of it, a lot of you guys are already doing. It's just you're not used to the jargon or the wording. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you, but put you know out, what, you put, Jackie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If people, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and if you want to be great, if you want to be a great, you know, if you want to reach the millions of people around the world like we all do on the line and those that are listening, you can't just do average work and expect awesome results. You know what I mean? You can't just say, I'm just going to throw this thing up against the wall and hope it sticks. We've got to really do the work, and it's going to take us really working because I'm a firm believer in the universal principle of sowing and reaping. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you only sow a little bit, guess what you're going to get? A little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you really do the work, with, you know, everything that you were sharing on the line about planning, and, and really planning is a big part of it. I think that's the biggest part, and then just execution, you know, and yeah. having a team, having a mentor, uh, you know, having someone to consult you or, or making the, you know, making the choice and the decision that you have to make. I think you eliminate a lot of the pitfalls, and you'll see a lot, you know, success a lot easier. Um, but the work must be done. You can't escape it. You can't go around it. Yeah. Um, and people out there, they're doing their work. I mean, you see, like the you know the Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Edison, that mm-hmm. created the light bulb. You know, as I, he said, I can show you a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He, a thousand ways first, but then, you know, if he was able to give up, you know, what I mean, so so many people want want this to, to happen without doing all the work. They're doing something, but it's not everything they're supposed to be doing. And yeah. or they're not consistent. So yes, you know, when you look at the principles of it, consistency is, is another key element in success. I mean, and you find that again in the story of sowing and reaping. You know, you sow, some fall on good ground, but before mm-hmm. it gets to good ground, it was rocky ground. There were thorns. The birds came and got some. But there's mm-hmm. a law that kicks in 
that says if you keep on sowing, which is an aggressive person or a consistent sower, and, you know, it's your, whatever your product is, that's the good seed. you got to have good seed. So it's got to mm-hmm. be good seed that you got before you can sow. But once you have good seed, uh, then you can start the process of sowing and you just be consistent with it. And over time, it will fall on good ground and opportunity will open up. And before you know it, things will change. It won't be like how it was this year. Next year will be different than it was last year. Yeah. So, and um, that's the truth of the matter. And even now, I am proof of that. You know, I sit and I listen. And this year, I did things a little differently. My workbook is now ready. And, um, I you know, I was able to take into account, you know, to make sure people can get the information, um, you know, understand it more. And, um, and then, um, you know, I've actually had to kind of refocus because I do so much. I love helping people, but I had gotten to a point that I was helping everybody else and I was kind of leaving myself behind. And then what happened, opportunities come, and then I don't have myself ready. So that's one reason why I really, really teach people because when you are consistently out there, someone, things will come, and you never know when they will come. So we're getting ready to we're putting together a national tour. It's on technology. The point is when you put yourself out there, you want somebody to come back to something tight. So I'll come back. I just did my logo. I'm going to finish off my website. And I have everything, but just to structure it in the manner. And um, it's just being prepared because opportunity, we're human, so our vision is limited, but you have to have faith. And, and you know, you have a purpose in life. Have faith that your pur- purpose will manifest itself. So just do the work. And you may not be able to see everything, but if you do the work, when the opportunity comes, you'll be ready. Exactly. Exactly. It's more than being at the right place at the right time, but being the right person at the right place at the right time. Yeah. That's it. So thank you, Jackie, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys got some great information and taking notes. Um, And hopefully I'll see you next time as well. All righty. Now, is there anything you want us to promote or put out there for you? Um, again, if um, you we, do, you can, mm-hmm. huh? Now, say if you have something later, you know, you can send it to us because I can add I'll, it to the book. But um, you know, we have I'll the send, website. Gotcha. Now, the website again is www.chancemusicgroup.com. Again, we are, um, or you can put a really deep music. dot com as well. That's the group. And their album is now available everywhere online. It's called Give Him Praise. Um, you can look up on YouTube, uh, Give Him Praise, uh, Rooted Deep, Give Him Praise, and it'll actually come up. You can check out the video. Uh, we're growing in views every day. Um, so we're we're excited about making a difference in the world with our music. And um, okay. so we're looking for the help of everyone to uh, you know to help us do this. So, again, thank you for having me on the show, Jackie, and I'll I'll get you some information as well. All righty. You have a wonderful day, and I thank you, sir. Thank you. All righty. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.